Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. While nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. A why watch that first look? Uh-oh, you gotta pose, everybody. Get your favorite pose because the ref saw the photograph. Aha! Uh-huh. Now, this is a first look. This is in theaters right now. And you know what this is. Now, it is written and directed by Stella Meggie. Yes. And it stars Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield. What a combination that is. Now, you know what I love, though? It's that Lil Rel is in this. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Courtney B. Vance is in this. I love that Rob Morgan is in this. Tiana Perry is in this. I mean, look, my goodness gracious. So, tell us, Ref, what is going on here? What's happening? I mean, Will Packer's producing this thing, Universal release. It's very interesting. And I love the vintage photograph they have for the poster but does the film stand up to that kind of nostalgic love Jonesy feel? Oh, you had to say the LJ words. Ugh. Well, before we get into LJ comparisons, (laughs) we have um, a very successful um, May played by Issa Rae. Mm. Mm. We do that. She is in Queens and she is a curator of one of the museums there of its photographs and she is high powered very um very much good at what she does and she happens to be the daughter of a very proclaimed photographer played by shante adams and her name is christina (laughs) (laughs) and being the daughter of someone so powerful and um, not just powerful, that's the wrong word, so artistic, so beloved, so respected, that it kind of has put some weight on May. And unfortunately, Christina, her mother, doesn't make it. Mm. Now, going on at the same time, we have Lakeith Stanfield, who plays Michael Block. Michael is doing a story down in Louisiana. Mm. And he's fascinated by Christina. Remember, that's May's mom. And her story, because he finds this man. His name is Isaac, played by Rob Morgan, Mm. who was once connected to Christina. How were they connected? What did they do? What happened? But Rob is, well... Isaac is a man of regrets. There's something that quite didn't happen between him and Christina. And as he's sharing the story with with Michael, Keith, we then see, oh, there's something underneath what you're sharing with me. Because Isaac pulls out a photograph of Christina who never liked to be photographed. But although she photographed everyone else. And then on the other side in Brooklyn, 
And they pulls out a photograph of Isaac. Who is this man? What is this? Because she's rummaging through her mother's stuff. Who is this guy? Now, as things kind of play out, Michael doesn't want to let the story go. He thinks there's more to that. So he visits May to get more information about her mother. And boy, when he visits her, he was not quite expecting to see and to be so moved, shall we say, (laughs) with dear old May. And to make a long story short, the movie moves forward with who is who was Christina in her previous life? What kind of relationship did she have in Isaac, with Isaac? Uh, they were lovers, but what kind of lovers? How far did it go? Why did Christina leave Louisiana and go to New York? And what did she carry with her when she did when she did leave? Meaning the baggage. Uh, when she gets involved with another relationship. What about May? May's floundering around. Does she ever find out who she truly is? Or is she doomed to repeat the vagabond mother who she grew up with? Is she doomed to repeat that lifestyle? And then we have Michael. What does Michael want? He wants to be a successful journalist, but uh uh-oh, he's fallen in love. What does that mean to his career? What does it mean to his aspirations? And what does it mean to have someone like May in his life who who herself is searching? So that's basically the photograph. It it literally, half of the movie is Christina and Isaac, young Isaac's story. Yolan plays uh, young Isaac. Um, and then the other half is the story of Michael and May. So I wanted to make sure listeners know that it's literally a half and half. So even though Lakeith and um, Issa are on the poster, as they should be, it is a story that goes back and forth to time. And with each scene, it sort of reveals, you know, the extent of Christina and young Isaac's relationship and why older Isaac has so many regrets. Now, that's it in a nutshell. You got Lil Rel playing Michael's brother, Lakeith's brother. You got Courtney B. Vance playing um, Issa Rae's dad. Those performances are as exactly as you think they would go. Um, but as far as the movie in whole with the performances, there was a lot of back and forth between mm. these two timelines. It was very it wasn't difficult to follow but just when you were moving along in one you get pushed into another and quite frankly because of the back and forth you don't get to know anybody Mm. you're just fed information fed scenes but you're not experiencing them with with them now on the surface Lakeith and Issa it should work They're both kind of quirky and interesting and, you know, they're both thinkers on screen. You can see both of them thinking. And Lakeith is a literal chameleon. He can do high comedy. He could do extreme darkness. He can do, you know, play the love interest. And he did the best that he could with what he was given, but I really didn't get to know Michael the character as much. So I'm really heavily relying on Lakeith. And quite frankly, he played the everyman. And I wanted to see something a little edgy from Lakeith. Just something to make Michael different. And he just didn't have enough time on screen to do that. Issa 
is she definitely played the very opposite of her character Issa on Insecure. This is not a comedic role at all. Mm. I don't know if there was any comedicness about it. Um, mm. So that was interesting to see her dive into drama. I mean, there was at one point she was crying and, and I thought, oh, okay, so you're stretching yourself as an artist, which is always lovely to see. But the, yet again, I didn't really have a chance to connect with the two characters. And then I'm sorry to say this, uh-oh. I didn't care enough about young Isaac and Christina. And those two actors are, are lovely and wonderful. Of course they are, but I didn't care. So at the end of the day, it really does fall into the hands of the director and the writer that didn't quite make the hump. Now you mentioned Love Jones. Ah, everybody Hello coming into morning. this. Yes. Mm. And they had their own song. Her uh, mm. created a song, a, like a theme song. Um, that came out of that and it was a beautiful song but at the end of the day if you it's hard not to compare the two because we haven't really had a love jones like that since like a serious drama between two black characters about love um it quite like love jones that was actually that good yeah uh -huh. yeah it, it yes yes mm -hmm. it just did not you can't compare and so I think the critics also agreed with the, there just wasn't enough to handle here. I think um, the writer director bit off a little more than she could chew, mm. but I applaud her effort of getting it made and greenlit and Universal getting behind that because I have a feeling she'll be back and she'll be able to to move forward. Now you said something while we were um, on break for a second and you said, where does this, you know, basically you're alluding to where does this belong? Mm -hmm. Is this something you go to the movies to see or is this something that you can enjoy at home? For me, um, photograph, the photograph is something you could definitely do at home. It, it would have played well on Netflix. Um, even, even, even if you want to get into it just a little bit more, something like a Showtime maybe. It's not mm. edgy enough, but just something. Or, or even, you know, Amazon Prime. You could make it work there, but definitely Netflix. At the end of the day, for the photograph, if you like romantic dramas, dramatic romance, if you like... Um, and, and, and watching it in any form. If you really, really are a Lakeith Stanfield fan and you want to see him do the everyday man thing, because we haven't really seen that yet, this is something maybe you could check out. Um, Issa Rae, if you're interested in her more dramatic work, um, I, I I think that she's growing as, as an actress, not doing her own material. Mm -hmm. um, and so maybe you can try it and see if you like it, but I would just suggest that you just try it at home. It, it's going to come to Amazon, um, not necessarily prime, but Amazon where you can rent it or at Redbox or something like that. It's, it's a Friday night movie that I think you could just pop in maybe Netflix and chill if you will <laughs> and, uh, see where the photograph takes you. Yeah. And, um, you know, you probably won't have to wait too long for it to be available some way coming into your home via streaming or otherwise. But right now, it is in theaters. And hey, if you wanna venture out for a little bit of love, I mean, it might be disjointed, but it's something. <laughs> Something's coming to IGTV. 
Oh my gosh, I love IGTV. What, what? Well, it's something we're calling like this, watch that. Ooh, that should be a hashtag, I bet it is. Shouldn't it though? Now, starting in March of 2020, you are going to get from us what we give you from podcast to podcast. If you like Braveheart, maybe you would watch 1917? <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. Like this, watch, watch that. It. That makes so much sense. But it seems like it's going to be a power-packed punch mm. of content that you can watch and sift through quickly to decide what you're going to watch tonight. Sounds good to me. I think I'll check it out. Uh, you know I will. <laughs>So tell us your thoughts. Oh, now, it's again, inspired by true events. This, and Ref, we were talking about this. This is the story that you go, how did I not know this? Right. How did I not learn about this? So keep that in mind as I go through the plot and the, my review. So we have Anthony Mackie who plays Bernard Garrett. And at the very beginning of the movie, he's a kid. It's not Anthony Mackie playing him. He's a kid eavesdropping on white men, and this is important, on white men talking about business, about money. He's taking notes. He gets caught, of course. <laughs> you know, get out of here. He goes to his father. His father is like, look, you are very smart. You might even be a genius. But do you think that you're going to be able to take this knowledge you're getting about money? Because he has, like, algorithms written down, a kid. Wow. So his father's like, do you think you'll be able to use this? Now, Bernard tells his dad, look, maybe not here in Texas, but I'll find somewhere. I'll get out of here and I'll find somewhere to be successful. His father's skeptical. Okay. Now, the time period, this is like the maybe 30s, 40s-ish. And then we lead up to the 50s. Hmm. So in the 50s, he's now Anthony Mackie. And he is in LA. He's gone there with his wife, who's played by Nia Long. And his wife and he's with their young son are staying with his wife's uncle while they look for somewhere to live in LA and while they look for really some money, a job. Now they had a business before and Nia Long's character, whose name is Eunice, saved money. So the uncle, her uncle is skeptical and she says, um, I saved our money from that business and we're gonna use it to invest in real estate, okay? And my husband is a genius, by the way. So you just watch out. Boom. So they turn into, yeah, real estate moguls essentially, but how? They don't have enough money to really get this thing done because what they wanna do is buy houses in white neighborhoods, and sell them to black people. <laughs> now, some of this is already happening. They just want to ride the wave. And Bernard is a genius. So he knows where to go, when to go, and how to get there. But they don't have quite enough capital. So Eunice is like, hey, let's go to Joe Morris, who's played by Samuel L. Jackson. He has some money, and we have a history. I used to work for him. Now, she takes him to meet Joe, and Joe <laughs> owns a club, loves the ladies. Uh -oh. This makes Bernard, who's very straight-laced, very serious, uncomfortable. 
Bernard is like, this ain't the guy to get money from. So instead he partners with a white man who's played by Colin Meany, Patrick Bark Barker. Now Patrick is Irish, so he can understand the struggle a bit. But he's like, look, you can't be the face of this. <laughs> Let's do this 50-50. I'll do the meetings. You do all the scouting and everything like that. And it works. Now something happens, I'll say, where this partnership breaks up. But this does not stop Bernard. Bernard thinks to himself when he goes back home to Texas, hmm, maybe there's a way for me to take my skills and move into banking. What? Now, the first thing that he wants to do is buy the building that a bank is in. And this is the bank that was loaning him and Patrick money. Because would they loan a black man money by himself? Hmm? Hmm. So he goes, maybe I'll buy the building. And then they have to deal with me. But who's going to be the partner? You know who? Samuel L. Jackson's character, Joe, has to be brought in. And then we see how this leads to them trying to be bankers themselves. Now, in order to get this done, they still need a white face. Now, this white face comes in the form of Nicol Nicholas Hoot's character, Matt Steiner. Now, Matt works in a factory with Bernard's uh, nephew. That's how he meets him. Mm. So this isn't some sophisticated guy to guy. They've got to train this guy. Bernard's got to teach him math, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and Joe teaches him golf. Because he's like, look, that's where the business deal starts. These white men, they're on golf courses. How does that turn out? And Neil Long's character, Eunice, has to teach him table matters, okay? Oh, boy. So they turn him into this guy that he's supposed to be. But where does it go? Also, they've got to keep track of Matt as things snowball. Because if they're going to be bankers, well, somebody's got to be there to help him along when he gets into tough spots. So who is that someone? Hmm? Maybe it's all three of them in different ways. Now... The banker. That's enough of the story. Jeez. I'll tell you, the FBI, the FDIC get involved in the end. But I'm with sure whom, they do. for what purpose? Oh. How? I will say that the story is the reason to see this. It's the story. I was watching it going, what? <laughs> like you're watching it going, this, what? How did I not know this was going on? That's the reason to see it. The unfortunate part is the way it's presented isn't as unique as the story itself. It's presented like a TV movie. Yeah. A really good one. Okay. Now you have Anthony Mackie as the lead and it's a perfect fit. Anthony Mackie can play a smart character with his eyes closed. It works and he does have the fire. Also, this is something, he's a producer on this movie. He really wants people to see it. I mean, this movie, before he even joined it, was 10 years in the making. Now, George Nolfi directed him in the Adjustment Bureau. That's when they started talking about it. Okay, so now we've come to this and, and we know what's going on off screen. Okay, Samuel L. Jackson, Anthony Mackie got on the phone and called him to join the cast because he was talking about some older black actors of prominence may not want to be second fiddle, okay? So Samuel L. Jackson really did them a solid and it couldn't have been a perfect actor to play that role. 
you need Samuel L. L. Jackson to do that role. You buy him as somebody who may look a certain way, but is smarter than you think and brings the humor. So Sam is Sam and it works. Nia Long as Anthony Mackie's wife there, you need Nia Long to do this kind of role. So you buy that look. This is a woman at the time who stood by her man, but had her own mind and it works. And Nicholas Hoult is there to just be clueless and then all of a sudden not be clueless or is he? So the casting works. It's just, I wish the presentation had more of an opinion about this. It matched the storyline more and it could have been edited a bit more. But outside of that, hey, should you see this when and if it's available? Absolutely. The question is how, if you wanna wait until you see it on Apple TV Plus, do it that way. If you're interested in the story, you can get a free trial if you don't already have one and watch it or just pay $5 to get the month. And there you go. Boom, there it is. All of these movies are available at some, well, most of them are available at some point uh, in the theater. Uh, the Banker, we're still waiting to hear when and if it'll be released, but I'm sure you can keep up with all of the hoopla around that on your local trades. But other than that, maybe we'll see you at the theater. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.